22nd, the ladies get together and unite in fellowship. Please use the sign-up sheet in the foyer. The 28th, we join the parade to help the army that is in the mission field. So our pledges are due the 28th. Our march events are coming up quick. We will consistently be needing to pray and to take advantage of the path of the Word of God because the 7th and 8th, our youth are going to the North Texas Youth Convention. It is a wonderful thing that we are a part of a united effort to keep our children pure, our young people with holiness and godliness and relationships that will help carry them through. That's the 7th and the 8th. The 10th of March, I'm not sure if you get more daylight or less, but daylight savings time is happening on the 10th. And also the 10th is Youth Sunday. And who would have ever dreamed that Brother Stephen Rhodes would rise to be able to herald our God's name, our God's energy, and his spiritual involvement. And so tonight, with all of that in mind, I'd like for us to move into, along with the realization of those things, that, <clears throat> pardon me, we're going to pray tonight for those in the crowd that have a need and for those that are on the board, but I'm going to give you a few names that you may not be aware of. Gary Kaplinger, which had a massive heart attack. Yelani Zanigga, eight month old, and she is blind and has other health conditions. Trevor Mitz, youth pastor at the UPC in Hugo, has severe burns. Nita Goforth, Jesse Goforth's aunt, has a brain tumor. Brother and Sister Proctor, they need a very special touch from God. Please, let's continue to pray daily for the needs of these people. You don't have to repeat their name if you have put their name in your heart as in on this occasion. And we are moving forward. I hope we are moving forward in spite of Satan's trying to blind us with doubts and fears because it don't happen on our clock. His clock is perfect. Ours is they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. In your patience, you possess your soul. I will not contaminate my soul because he don't do it on my time. I will not contaminate my faith with doubts and fears that he may not have heard me. He is hearing us tonight and he has healed sick on every level. So let's take advantage as we stand tonight and pray for the nation of Israel and all of our leaders and let's pray for deliverance and healing in every assembly in this city or county. Father, we come filled with your spirit. And if there's anybody here that wants to come down, we will anoint you with oil. But we are filled with the realization you cannot lie. We are filled with a backbone that says we will not surrender to the enemy on any level. We made up our minds. You are our God and you are our Savior and you are our healer and we're praying for a victory today for these people. And in your time, Where 
where you can, take the hand of a neighbor and double up the power prayer. If one can put a thousand to flight, two can put ten thousand to flight. We're sending doubts out of here. We're sending faith everywhere. The victory is already established.
to this setting to bring thoughts and spirits, to bring memories of victory, memories of overcoming so many trials. And I'm asking you for the river of life to flow through her mind, their mind, their family in every way as we generate not sympathy but power in the Holy Ghost. We believe in you and we bring the blood, the name, and the word of God to this setting in Jesus' name. Praise God. Hallelujah. So God bless you as you're seated. Uh, I would like to remind you uh, as the offertory is given that we literally as we give our offering we give it to God that's the way it's blessed now the United Pentecostal Church leaders how we spend that is our obligation to make sure that we do things that will cause him glory he said I'm a jealous God and my glory I will not give to another and so we give him the glory father I thank you for the beauty of this assembly men and women that have cared for years have shared not only their tithing but sacrificial offerings just as your word has declared and we are a blessed people and we worship your name and we gladly give as unto the Lord.
people that would like to share a victory testimony, no matter what, but maybe there's a person or two that would like to testify of the goodness of God as we just sang. And let your brothers and sisters know that you have been experiencing some wonderful things at the hands of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. One more. Praise God. Praise God. As you're standing, I'd like to thank God for the many people that have helped us in this life. Many years ago, the devil would never have dreamed he could not keep a covenant with this man that's going to speak with us tonight, to speak to us as an oracle of God. He thought he had him hamstrung, but he didn't realize the prayers of the righteous. We're going to reach beyond the walls of things, and we have enjoyed many years of a man that came out of the dark and walks in light. Only eternity will tell how many prisoners wind up in heaven totally free, Brother Jeff, because you cared. You and your wife surrendered much time. Not only that, you have surrendered your heart and life to the brotherhood and the sisterhood of this assembly and the pastor. And so tonight, would you just come and take your liberty and would you make him welcome to this pulpit tonight? shots tetanus I'm a little rusty oh it's 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 never easy to get behind this pulpit I don't think it lightly and uh, last Tuesday last Monday pastor called me and I went home from work Monday and I just turned my phone off and I went to bed I ate and I went to bed and I was it was a day. I'm like, I'm done. And 
I had several missed calls, and one of them was from Pastor. So I got a hold of him Tuesday, and he had asked me if I would do preliminaries last Wednesday night. And I said, yes, sir, I can, I can do that. And he said, well, then could you preach the following Wednesday night? And I move around a lot uh, just because it helps things flow with me. Uh, so uh, when he asked me to preach last this tonight, I said, yes. I said, I, I can do that. I was saying, yes, I can do that. And, I was just <laughs> and so I started praying right then. And I'm like, Lord, give me a message for the people. I said, I don't want to go in there. Just give me a message. And, and so whenever, as the day went on, I started thinking about love and what God's love has done for me and what God's love is. And then Wednesday night, Brother Dickey preaches on love. And I'm like, wow. I said, I can't go in there and preach on that. I said, I'll be riding his coattails. And I said, I can't hang on to Brother Dickey's coattails. So, uh, so then I had to start praying and seeking God more. So I said, well, I probably couldn't have preached love like God did or like Brother Dickey did. So uh, praying, studying. 99% of my messages are for me. I battle a lot, and uh, we're in a battle right now. Whether you want to see it, feel it, deny it, whatever it is, we are in a spiritual battle tonight all the time that the enemy, he's out to kill, steal, and destroy. He wants to put fear in you. He wants to put discouragement in you. He wants to put whatever he can inside of you to where you will flee from the things of God, and you'll, and you'll start trying to entertain flesh and I'm trying not to jump to one of my my main points tonight because I think it's good but and I won't even let y'all know when it is but it's like wow that impressed me uh, but it's, it's God it's God it really is it's, it has nothing to do with me but it's all God and uh, but the enemy he wants to distract us discourage us do whatever he can and being in the, the prison ministry, let me, uh, I'm still thankful that I get convicted. I'm still thankful for the power of conviction over my life because when that conviction goes away and then I know that the enemy's drawing me away from him. It was a few weeks ago that I'd went to a Monday night service at a different church and the, the minister that was preaching, he was preaching on the, the talents that the master would give the servants. And he'd give one five, one three, and one one. We all kind of know the story. And he got down to that one, and the one didn't do nothing with it. And in that time, it was a monetary thing. But with I put it in a perspective as my ministry. God has given me a ministry for the prison over there that if I try to step back from it or get away from it, then I'm not replenishing that what God has given me to do over there for those men. And so I'm thankful that I just happened to go out of the blue that night. and uh, Well, I, I'd, I'd seen it was advertised on Facebook and I was planning on going. It wasn't out of the blue, but the night that I went, there was a man there from my past. And uh, he goes to this church. It's Brother Gray's church over there. Uh, I, I think it, uh, so, but this guy that, he was a big part of my uh, bad life. Uh, we, we did a lot of running around together. We got into a lot of trouble, a mischievous trouble together. We, we did everything together. But he's over there filled with the Holy Ghost in Brother Gray's church, and he come up to me. And and we prayed down there at the altar service that night. And that's one thing that, like Pastor was saying, I would have never thought that, or the devil would have never thought that he would have had me up here. Nevertheless, what I thought Jesse Paul would have been over there at, at the First Pentecostal Church on the south side of the loop, uh, praying and worshiping and receiving the Holy Ghost, being baptized in Jesus' name. And he was so excited because he said, last night my wife got the Holy Ghost. So God is pouring out his spirit upon all flesh, and I am thankful for that. But going back to the ministry over there at Telford, I've seen 
a lot of things that I'll never forget. I've seen some terrible things over there. I've seen some scary things over there. I've seen, there's a lot of demonic forces in that place. Hell, hell really attacks those men over there. He's got them down, but the ones that are trying to do good, hell is really attacking them to where he's trying to spread his spirits around, his angels of darkness around over there. I used to go every Friday and uh, we had an intercessory, I, I, I taught search for truth and then we had an intercessory prayer class. And after the intercessory prayer class, uh, we had about an hour of prayer. And there was a, a certain man that was filled with some spirits that they were praying. These were men of God in the prison praying for them. And I watched this man. He was laying on the floor and these juices were coming out of his body. I mean, it was, it was a green bile. I mean, it was, and it was these spirits that were leaving this guy. And it... I was kind of shocked. I was kind of standing back like, what in the world is really happening here, God? But this man was being delivered from some of that stuff because of a ministry that was started by some men over probably 25 years ago that, uh, that it's just been passed on and passed on and passed on. I've seen some men that they, one guy, he was... Uh, he was real big in the satanic. He had satanic sprays tattooed all over him. But he, as he got baptized in Jesus' name, he come up out of the water and he was rubbing his hands and trying to get that off of him because there is power greater in Jesus than any spirit of hell that's trying to attack those men over there. And so whenever I go over there, I understand that we're in a spiritual world and spirits like to attach on to things. Spirits, they like to get in the car with me and ride home. They like to just, wherever they can attach on to something, darkness is gonna try to affect the light. Psalms 144 and 1, it says, Blessed be the Lord my strength, which teaches my hands to war and my fingers to fight. My goodness and my fortress, my high tower, my deliverer, my shield in whom I trust. I pray that prayer a lot, Lord. Teach these hands to war because I don't want any unclean spirit that attaches on me over there that whenever I come back around here around holy people or people on my job or family or whatever, that if I just casually shake their hand, that something is, it's the way I see it. I may be a pastor. You may have a lot of cleaning up to do. I don't know. Uh, but I feel like these spirits are going to be jumping from me to somebody else, but I'm like, Lord, teach these hands to war so whenever I touch one of these men that, that have some evil spirits on side of them, that they're going to feel the power and the presence of God flow through them so mightily that they can't uh, feel the, the enemy attacking them. You know, going over there, uh, those men, they enjoy our services. The the power and the spirit that comes over there, it's like the 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 praise team that they have, they kick it up another night. Uh whenever we're there, it just the spirit moves freely over there when we're there. And it's not any time that I don't go in there that these guys they're like, Man, I love your enthusiasm. I love your power. I love your energy. And it has nothing to do with me because we get up at 4.30 in the morning and drive over there and we're having service at 7 o'clock in the morning. It's not time to be joyful. I mean, it's, it's, it's just not that time. It's, it's like I'm still trying to get a cup of coffee down me. But when the Spirit of God is moving over there, I just, you know, there's, there's, there's some times that they allow video cameras in there and they, everybody has to, to sign a waiver 
for it to happen, but I would like to be able to get one of those videos to where we could come back and show y'all what actually happens behind those walls. But, you know, I, I say all that to say this. When I pray for, to teach these hands to war, and it's, it's whenever I touch somebody over there, I want their, that power to be pushed out of the darkness, to be pushed out of them, and the power to be pushed into them. Ephesians 6, it says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having peace, and have, and having your learns, loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall stand and be able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with prayer and supplication in the spirit. I did a little studying on that, uh, just trying to, to figure out what each of these mean. The battle, the loins girt about truth. Once you have obtained truth, you need to stand up to truth. You need to stand up for truth and you need to push truth forward. So when our loins are girded with truth, that's what we need to be doing out there in this world. I said a few weeks ago about taking this out there to Walmart and stuff. So I was at the grocery, or I was at Walmart, grocery store, whatever, but I was back in automotive and uh, I seen a couple of guys walking around with Bibles. They were in suits and they had name tags on and I seen people avoiding them. And I'm like, okay. I said, I just kept my little buggy going right. I was going to electronics. I said, I'm, I got my, my path. And they said, hey, you got a second? I said, you bet I do. I said, I got a second. I said, what do you think about heaven? And so I started telling them what I thought about heaven. What, what do you think is going to happen when you die? And I said, I started telling them what I thought about what's going to happen when I die. And so instead of them talking, they was doing more listening than what, they were doing, and they said, well, do you mind if we uh, get your number and we meet? And I said, if you want to, I don't mind. So they sent me a text and said, hey, do you mind doing a phone? I said, well, I didn't do it that night. But they, they sent me a deal last night, or no, it was yesterday. It was yesterday. Uh, and they sent me a text, hey, how are you doing? I said, man, I'm doing good. I said, I'm preaching tomorrow night at the United Pentecostal Church. If you want to come, I said, you're more than welcome to come. We would love to have you there. And I hadn't heard back from them since. But uh, maybe, maybe one day, hey, we're planting seeds. That's what, that's what it's all about is we're planting seeds. I'm going to take that truth. No matter what gospel that they're trying to spread out there or what truths that they believe in, I know what this book right here says. I know what it's done for me, and I know where it's going to take me. I'm not going to divert anything from that book. The breastplate of righteousness, that's to protect our heart against sin and against the enemy's attack. You know, the enemy wants to attack whatever he can in our hearts. He wants to put lies upon us. I was, I was talking to my boss today, and uh, he knew that I was up here tonight, and I told him, I said, you know, I said, I don't ever feel right about doing that. I said, because I can... I know my own faults. I know what, what ticks Jeff off. I know what, what disturbs me, and I can feed into that kind of stuff. I can have a thought come into my mind, and I can entertain that thought about somebody, and I will get into an argument with that person that's never going to happen, but I'm sitting up here arguing in my mind about that. And I'm like, man, 
That's where that breastplate of rights, I've got to protect my heart and quit allowing that stuff to come. Like I said, this message is more for me than for y'all. But I've got to protect myself from those thoughts being able, and me just entertaining those thoughts because, you know, one day I was mowing my yard and my wife was like, who was you talking to out there? I'm like, I was talking to me. So uh, it's, I was arguing with somebody, I promise you, but it's, it's those times, those idle times like that that, that I do that. But, uh, you know, I've got to protect my heart. I've got to have that breastplate of righteousness upon me. To shod your feet. Having your feet fitted with shoes of the gospel of peace allows you to be ready to share God's word wherever you go. You know, whether we're at the grocery store, whether we're on our jobs, wherever we're at, family reunions, in the prison, wherever it's at, we, in the restaurants, we've got to be able to spread our word, our truth, and our gospel to those people because sometimes, like the pastor says it many times, we've got to take this gospel outside of these walls because people's not all going to flock to the church. We've got to take it out there to make them hungry. You've got to give them a bite of an appetite, if they're hungry and they've got an appetite, you've got to give them a bite to where they want more food. They want more of that. So we've got to have our feet shot. The shield of faith. Our faith can guard us during trials in the same way a shield would during a battle. We're in this battle right now. Darkness is always trying to put out the light. Darkness is always trying to overcome what God is doing for us. I'm thankful for this church. I am so thankful for the prayers of the saints of this church. Because if hell would have had his way, I would not be up here tonight. I was predestined to be in that prison for the rest of my life. The enemy... He'd done everything that he could to have me locked up and the key thrown away. But I had a set of praying grandparents that come to a church. I know for a fact that they prayed for me. They prayed for every one of their grandchildren. I know that I don't know how many times my name was brought before the prayer list over there, but I know my granddad used to do preliminaries over there, and I know he liked to talk more than I do. So I know that he would always mention something about his kids or grandkids, and he, was, he would always pray for us. I do know that, and I am so thankful for a heritage that has shown me truth, that has shown me the way that just because I was predestined one way because Satan thought he had a bound among And like Pastor says, all it takes is to show one person to ride a bicycle. Then all it takes is one person to come out of darkness into light, to be saved, to be filled with the Holy Ghost. That's all it takes is one. If I could be that one or if you could be that one or whatever, wherever you're at on your job, with your family, whoever it may be, We've got to stand out. We've got to have that shield of faith around us. That helmet of salvation. This is the one I really need. With this world that's corrupt, full of sin, our salvation acts like a helmet. It protects our minds. The enemy wants to attack your minds so bad. He wants to stir up different ideals and different theologies inside of your brain to get you confused and distorted about what God's word is and what God's truth is. That book does not lie. That book cannot lie. It will never contradict itself. I feel like I'm preaching to the choir, but it's easier to preach to men over there, I promise you. Uh, it's, uh, it's one of them things to where over there, I might have six pages of notes and never look at them. Over here, I've got two pages of notes, and I'm worried if it's going to last five minutes or <laughs> And it's, it's one of them deals. I don't, I don't get it. And I know, well, I do get it. I know it's, it's him. It's the enemy. It's the enemy trying to distort me, distract me, do whatever he can to get me off of my game because this is not where I feel comfortable at. But it's not about comfort. Comfortability, if that's even a word. I'll make it up if it ain't. It's not about being comfortable. 
It's about stepping out of that comfort zone and doing something. It's about stepping out of that comfort zone and being able to speak to someone that you wouldn't normally speak to. It's about stepping out of that comfort zone. We've got to take this gospel out there to them. We've got to touch our minds. We've got to be consumed with the fire and the Holy Ghost. Hebrews 4 says, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing and dividing asunder a soul and a spirit, and joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart, praying God's word back to him. When the enemy comes at you and you don't know what or how to pray for, if you'll go to the book of Psalms and you start praying God's word back to him, the enemy can't attack God's word. The enemy can't attack God's prayer. When you're praying his word back to him, thou, O Lord, are my shield. Thou, O Lord, are my strength. You are my refuge. The enemy has to flee when you start praying God's word back to him. And that's what we have to do is whenever we get, when the enemy's attacking us, we've got to get that prayer of God's word. It ain't just, Lord, Remove this enemy. I rebuke him. You can rebuke the devil. And he has to flee. But when you start praying the word of God over situations, over your life, that's when the enemy starts really backing up. That's when the enemy really starts to flee. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts. That's what I have to do on a daily basis. Cleanse my mind and purify my heart. Repent on a daily basis. Repent seven times, 70 sometimes for me. I've got to always, because like I said, I can let the devil, I can let little thoughts creep into my mind and I can build it into something that ain't never gonna happen. You know, uh, this, uh, I don't know where I've seen this, but I thought it was a pretty cool illustration, and I'm going to use it. It's not me, but it works. This bottle of water right here, how heavy is this bottle of water? The abstract weight of this bottle, it's not, it doesn't really matter. It's not very heavy. But the longer that I hold on to this bottle of water, the heavier it's going to get, this little bottle of water. I can hold on to it for an hour and nothing really happens. For 10 hours, it starts to get a little heavy. My fingers start to tingle. My arm starts to go to sleep. The longer I hold on to this, the heavier it gets. That's the same way with some of our lives, my life, when I hold on to grudges, when I hold on to resentments, when I hold on to things of life for too long instead of letting them go, the heavier they are getting on me and that's what the enemy's trying to do. He's trying to keep me suppressed to where we've got power to put our foot upon the serpent's head. We've got power to crush every devil in hell that's trying to come against us. We've got to put our weights down and we've got to start pushing back that darkness. When the presence, when the presence of the Holy Ghost leaves you, the appetite for the flesh consumes you. I can't help but think the, the greatest loss in your life is going to be the absence of God. 
that's going to be the greatest loss of your life is, is when we lose God, when we lose the absence of the Holy Ghost and we start letting flesh consume us, when we start letting entertainment consume us, we've got to be that fire. I want to be that fire that consumes. I want to be that fire that ignites that next person over there that may be just a lump of coal over there that just may be a, a fresh stick sticking on him. But I want to be the one that where my fire spreads over on there. It's not always easy. I've run from it. I've done whatever I could to get away from the things like that. But God has called us to do something. God has called us to get out of our comfort zones. God has called us to be able to go in and to put a direct flame in somebody's life. God has called us to be able to go in there and to put out the darkness and let our light shine amongst them because darkness cannot live where there is light. And we are the light of the world. We are the light of the world, the living church, the one true God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I know when I share some of my ministry over there with people, they don't understand. They don't understand the men that are over there. They think I'm wasting my time. They don't they don't get it. They don't know my full backstory. They don't know I could have been just as easily there. They think, well, those are some horrendous men. They've done some horrendous things. They don't deserve a second chance. I didn't either. Nobody did. Nobody did. The thief on the cross, did he deserve it? But no. God says, Jesus said today, you'll be with me. Today. Nobody deserves that second chance. But those men over there, they're a big part of my world. They make me a better person because I was sitting over there Sunday. I was filling in for the chaplain and one of the field ministers come over there and he just they just want to come in there and they want to pick your brain. And these men... They're sharp in the word of God. I mean, it's not just like a bunch of a convicts that are just hanging out and playing dominoes. It's uh, these men, these are the, some of the true dedicated ones that actually come to the service. I mean, they have three different services on Sundays. They have services on Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. I think Saturdays is the only day that they do not have. They, have, they are full. Their chapel when, when new inmates come to this, chap, this unit over there, they say they've never seen a unit with this much chapel uh, productivity. And uh, there's something I want to read. I wasn't going to do it, but since I went that far, I will. Uh, the, uh, there's a, a volunteer chaplain from New Boston that goes in on the second Tuesday of every Sunday or every month, the second Sunday of every month. Second, yeah. But he and a prayer team uh, and the mayor of New Boston went around praying on all four corners of the city of New Boston. But they made a special stop at Telford, and they've got this in the chapel over there, it says the Telford Unit Declaration of Victory. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I decree and declare that the Telford Unit is yours. I decree and declare that as men come into the unit, the city of New Boston, that they will rec recognize that you are their one true Savior, that you are the lover of their souls, that you're the only one worthy of serving and giving their life to I decree and declare that the enemy will be hindered from stealing, killing, and destroying, but that the Telford unit will be a place of abundant life in you. Father, we as your people decree and declare, and we will stand boldly for you both inside and outside of these walls of the Telford unit 
we, Lord, stand in the power of your might, knowing that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against every power and principality. Father, I decree and declare that the men who enter the Telford unit will become yours in the greatest of ways. I decree and declare the old ways will fall away and the old ways will fall away and as they move forward to you in the newness of the life of your world and around them will realize that they are yours, your chosen vessel, your royal priesthood, your holy servants. Father, in the name of Jesus, may Telford become a place of victory, a beacon of hope. Father, may addiction and drink or lust or pride or glorification or self no longer have any power and dominance, any victory, but you and your spirit reign and rule. Greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. Victory in the name of Jesus, the men of Telford shall shine. Brightly for you. Victory in the name of Jesus, the men of Telford give they're all to you, for you. Yes, Father, victory in Jesus, victory in Jesus. Press on for you and your mighty works in them and through them we decree and declare, Father, from this day forward, furthermore, forevermore, victory on Telford unit in your name, glory forever and ever, amen. That's what these ministers went and prayed around the city but they specifically stopped at Telford, and one of the guys, uh, he's the he's liaison or whatever for the chapel services on Sunday, he said, that Sunday something was different before he ever knew about that. He said, when we come to church that day, he said, there was a different atmosphere in the service, and it was uh, Brother Robert Little is the the one who ministered that, and he's a, he's a, an ex-inmate as well. But he's got his own church there in New Boston. He's got a place called the Haven of Hope uh, to where he helps the, the needy over there, the ones getting out of prison. But him and his wife poured themselves into that prison. He's spirit-filled. Uh, he ain't baptized in Jesus' name yet, but there's always hope and there's always room and he is always searching and seeking the truth. So, but when he's going around praying these, and Derek, he said, uh, he said, man, something happened that Sunday. But after the service, Robert gave him that. And he said, this is what we prayed over on Saturday. And so things like that are happening and shaking up this world. If they can do that in one of the most darkest places over there in New Boston, Texas, that prison is a maximum security prison. They, they say it's the worst of the worst of any TDCJ prison. That's where they send the ones that nobody wants. That's where they send all the G4s and G5s, all the troublemakers. Nobody wants these gang guys. They're gangbangers. They're, they're just, they're, they're cruel and corrupt. But on every Sunday, there's 100 to 150 men that come to the Chapel of Hope. And they come in there looking for some hope. And they're coming there looking for some needs. And there's not a chance it goes by that we don't give an altar call and them altars flood with men that they come in there. You know, I was, I was talking about the satanics and stuff that they come down there. But when I see a grown man covered with tattoos and sleeves and face, I mean, he's been in prison for 20 years and he comes down to the altar and these tears are rolling down his face and he's speaking in this unknown language. I know that my God is real. I know that God is reaching for those men and for those women out there. So don't tell me that God cannot do it for your family, for your kids. If your kids or your grandkids or your brothers or your sisters, if they're not living this truth right now, don't tell me that God can't reach them right now because I serve a God that will reach them. We just have to pray pray and pray fervently <laughs> hallelujah hallelujah I'm going to get ready to close I'll just ramble on about prison all night huh. father oh God you know I've, I've probably told y'all this, but that place has changed me more than I've changed those men over there. And as I'm doing that, whatever we're doing out here in this world, 
if you could just be a light to someone when you go out there and you meet them or whatever, if you could just go out there and be a light to someone, I promise you it's going to change you more than it affects that person because then it's going to give, for one, it's going to give you confidence and the ability to do it again. And, and it's not that you're feeling good about yourself, but you're feeling good about God because God has given us the ability to reach people. God has given us the ability to witness to people. Go ye and make disciples. That's what we've got to do. We've got to step out and go out there and do that. But if you can do it to one, then that makes it easier for the next one. And there's going to be some people that's going to reject you. Hey, that's all. I've been told many times. I get told no quite a bit. I mean, it's, it's okay to be told no. You go on to the next one. You keep looking. But... As you, I've told people no, Pastor. I know growing up, uh, and I wasn't living for God, and, and I had friends that would go to church, and they would try to, and I said no. But yet, I sit there and think in my mind, they were planting seeds, and I didn't realize it, but later on, people come by and started watering it. So even when you're, you're spreading yourself towards somebody, you're planting a seed toward them, and you may not see the, the growth of them, but somebody else could come by because there's plenty of people that's planted seeds in my life that probably have no idea where I'm at or what I'm doing. They probably think I'm locked in that prison somewhere. They think I'm under a grave somewhere. But people has come by, and they've watered me, and they poured themselves upon me. So if you want to all stand tonight, Father, I thank you for what you've done here tonight, God, just allowing me to be me. God, I just pray that the words that I've spoke, God, that you would let it help someone tonight, God. Lord, just help it stir us up, God, to where we can get out of our comfort zones, to where we can get out of our routine, where we can get out of the tracks that we're in, to where we can go out there and we can reach someone, oh God. Lord, stir us up, Lord. Don't let us just sit here to be idle vessels, oh God. Don't let us bury our talents in the ground, Father. But let us go out there and multiply your talents. Let us retrieve those, God, that won't ever come to you.
God enough raising up strong men and this is just one of those men that God is raising up in this assembly and this city and as we continue in the faith those miracles that he has promised in his book are going to happen but it will never happen without hell realizing it hell tried every way in the world because it knew when the Messiah was born and tried every way in the world to stop it but God's progress will never be stopped it may be hindered but it's not going to be stopped could we praise the Lord for our brethren and particularly Brother Jones tonight what God has offered to us brothers and sisters a climate of victory and passion thank you God for the word of the Lord last Wednesday night thank you for the word of the Lord tonight so many things that you're doing we just praise your name praise your wonderful name praise God God bless you tonight and thank you again for keeping the doors of your heart and the doors of this church building open there is no telling what these seeds that he shared that are dropped in the minds of hearts is going to be that revival of Joel. Thank you. Does anybody else have something you'd like to say? Because we sure don't want you to have to go away if you have something else. Thank you. God bless.